I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. Israel and Germany's relationship has known ups and downs over the years. When Israel was established in 1948, it upheld a policy of enforcing a complete and total boycott on Germany. Israelis swore never to buy a Volkswagen car, never own a Bosch refrigerator, and never to accept a dime of aid from the state that inherited Germany from the Third Reich. But circumstances brought West Germany and Israel closer together during the 1950s, as Germany needed Israel's forgiveness for global legitimacy, and Israel needed Germany's financial aid to avoid bankruptcy. A decade later, total clemency was afforded to the Germans by Israel. Embassies were opened and diplomatic relations grew deeper and deeper. To this day, Germany claims to have a special relationship with Israel, and its obligations to Israel's future and security are constantly reaffirmed, with words at least. And indeed, in recent years, Israelis travel in huge numbers to Germany. Many of them stay and dwell in Berlin, once the city of Hitler, and now a flourishing and vibrant world cultural center. But whereas young Israelis' fascination with Berlin has been discussed time and time again, a more overseen element of the relationship remains undisclosed. The attraction of young Germans to Israel. Alex Dietze Alex Dietze is a German-born Christian. He's been living here in Israel for some time now, uh, recently in the northern city of Tiberias. But the story here is what led Alex to Israel, his personal beliefs, and maybe a shocking discovery about his family's past. We're extremely thrilled to have Alex here with us today. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, How are thank you? Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah. So where do we start? Wow, there's mm. just so much to uncover, but let's start maybe from where did you grow up in Germany? Where are you from? I grew up in uh, Bavaria. And okay. here in Israel, everyone knows Bavara, ba- Bayern München. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. the soccer team. Bavaria, yes. I was Everybody born there. Uh, plays FIFA with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was uh, 24 when I went to the East Germany. Okay. My wife is from the East of Germany, from the new part of it, so... We represent the first coming together after a while, and then we stayed 10 years there. When and were you born? How old are you? Um, I'm getting 40 in... Uh, what? Four days. Damn. No. Good, good genes. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, not bad genes. But wait, <laughs> that means 40, so you were born right at the beginning of the 80s? 79. 79, end of the 70s. Yes. Okay. So you lived in East Germany... For 10 years. For 10 years, and then you moved back to the west side? No, from there, we started to get the way to Israel. So how was, okay, so before you get to that, how was it growing up in, uh, because you grew up in western Germany, yes. right? Yes. How was it, and how was the east portrayed to you as a child? Um, I, I didn't realize really the east-west. I was in my bubble you know, friends mm-hmm. going out, having party, doing music, you know. <clears throat> and I was living my life there. So I was not very involved in, in some interest there. So I And was you, you grew thing. up in a religious uh, home? Um, How much was you know, religion a part of it? No, not much. But ah. we live in a, you know, it's Christian mindset. You know, we go to Christmas to the church and we celebrate Easter. But nothing really... 
was at this time my whole youth and I would say till 28 important for me what comes from this size of Christianity, mm -hmm. you know. So I lived my, yeah, I lived my so, life. And so Christianity was more just kind of like a, just a tradition. It wasn't yes. like you were devout yes. Christians. No, 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 See? no, not at all. I was more, I was a seeker, you know, I was looking for yeah. something. I, I wrote poems, I wrote songs. I was really looking for something real, for the, for something, perp to have a purpose in my life. Yeah. This was 100%. And I was taking travels. I was going out. I was doing meditation. I was going this and there. But um, I had more breakdowns than I found really my destiny. And what did you know about the past growing up, if at all? About Germany's past and about your own past? About Germany's past? It went here and went there out. Nobody spoke so much. In, in, in school, I had a little education, sure, the, the normal education. It's part of the curriculum it's there? part of the curriculum. But I think every teacher can, can go more deep or less deep. I see. You see, there is an, uh, there's a silence over the past. My family was shut down, not too much talking about it. So this was more the, you know... It is an educational, but for me, it was, I you know, all these pictures and sure, you go to the museum, but it can be one day and then it's forgotten and you go partying again, mm -hmm. but it can go in your heart. Yeah. You know, this is the difference. And it came to a point where it came to my heart, but this is because something changed dramatically f in the first place in my life. And what was that? And this was after many breakdowns. What do you mean when you say breakdowns? Uh, psycho, psycho breakdowns. And mm. I, ha I was through seeking meditation, taking drugs, you know. I was... Taking like, a, like recreational drugs or taking drugs Dr for uh, treatment? For, no, for partying. You I know, see. Mariana, stuff like this. Yeah. So... Um, I had to go to hospitals, you know, because it was too much. It was um, uh, all this spiritual thing was breaking me down. Mm -hmm. And this was a period of seven years where I wow. had to really deal with depressions, deal with things, deal with, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was. But I, to make it short, I had an encounter. There was a lady, she said, I can, I, there's something what can help you. It's, it's God it's jesus can help you you know and then i said oh, you know jesus i know him from this from this dark this book. church and books and even not the book i didn't read it so much yeah you know but i had one night when <coughs> something happened something came in a living mind a living encounter where i really felt something broke in my heart and and peace came in my heart what I never felt. And an instant I knew I'm where I am. I'm, I'm there what I was seeking for years. And it was the Christ, the Mashiach. It sounds like that was a very impactful experience for you. But I, wanna, impactful. I, want, I want us to talk a lot more about it. I mean, I don't know how much time we have to talk, yes. but I want us to talk about it. But before that, I want to kind of understand where you were when that happened. So you had seven years leading up to it of 
of, of like this very dealing, troublesome time dealing with this looking uh-huh. for help looking for even i had dramatic visions about about broken times uh, broken cities and no one could help me i went even to to churches in germany but no one could help me and you said you went to hospital was that hospital. like a like a Not psychiatric a, yes yes and, and did they you gave get me any dra- kind of drugs full drugs. of drugs and did they ever try and diagnose or did they yes. ever, schizophrenia schizophrenia okay I see so to make it a little bit shorter i tried to deal with my life by myself I went to Dresden, to this east part of Germany. I started physiotherapy. It helped me to focus myself, to get real. And there I meet this lady, you know, mm-hmm. what I talked to. And she, she dealt with me. She prayed for me and stuff like this. And, and what I said. How old were you? 28. And you met her in a... On the st- she was my patient. She came to, to me as a physio treatment, physiotherapist treatment. I was a physiotherapy making, making uh, massages stuff. Oh, yeah. And I poured out my heart and I told her what's wrong in my life. And da-da. she said, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an answer for your question. It's the one who saved me. It's this Jesus man. And I said, come on. You know, I'm in this Buddha thing. And your Buddha cannot lift up his butt, you know, but you have to meet the real one. So she was very funny, but I liked her. Because she had some something like a mother, yeah. And with her, I discovered all this thing, and I had this encounter. But you were very skeptical at the beginning. Sure. Yeah. So when did you start? When did you start kind of looking into your your fan? You spoke about how to, your 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 discovery of the past, as far as Germany's past, but yes. your own families. So when uh, this happened, my life changed. I was, I was at this time with a woman. To, I, I changed everything. Everything changed for me instantly because something broke inside of me and, and kept me in a new mind and I getting really healthy. I, I felt it. I get really healthy. I was to, together with a small community of young people reading the Bible, praying for each other, lifting themselves up, you know, like it was very, very encouraging, very... and. There, step by step, I discovered, wait a minute, um, Jewish people, I read, I read in my Bible always Jerusalem, Israel, what's that? It's, I think it's, you know, what, what's, what's going on? And then, This was completely new information to you. Totally new. Because, you know, I was you, thinking Christianity, Judaism. Uh, you, you're saying that you learned about the connection between them. Yes. I see. But you knew about Israel and Jerusalem and the Jews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but not in heart. I, it was not interesting for me. Okay. It was not the, the thing I... You, know, you didn't but, pay attention to it. No, not at all. No, and no history, nothing was... It was just because of my new state of mind, new being, and the, 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 the book that I really breathed in and I eat from it, the, the something what I read for my heart, Mm-hmm. They are read everything about Jerusalem and Israel, mm-hmm. and the Jewish people, and then, and then the 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 lessons in the school maybe came back to your came back subconsciousness. And, yes, and 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 suddenly, okay, there's something, and there is something that it is very easy that there's a what what happened to me in this. 
Uh, it's it's not easily easy to to explain, but we are one. You know, my belief it's not a Christian belief. It's it's a belief on the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. But this took a this took a long time for me to discover and even to see that the history with with Israel and the Jewish people and us as Germans it's what what's that? Yeah. And so so this discovery took a a somewhat dark turn at some point. I'm I'm assuming because you you realize the connection and that probably was very uplifting also yes. even to realize okay that I'm of the Christian faith and there's people of the Jewish faith and I'm un understanding that we are somehow connected Coming in together. our mutual histories mm -hmm. also but there's also kind of a darker mutual history that you oh, were yes. you were learning about and what yes. how did that come about and this came about um you know first of all um when my and I I gave it as an interview in this uh, article when my grandfather came and gave wanted to give me his medals you know f he was serving in the army of the third reich so when he came and wanted to present me his medals it was a shock for me like wow suddenly it, it turned something into not history again so i felt i rejected it and he was offended he never talked to you about that no one was... day he just came and like here take my medals yes because some you know his house went he, he getting older and older and my grandma was near you know getting on so it was closing to the end yeah so he turned one day to me and brought it to me and suddenly okay there's a history of my grandfather with the jewish people in the dark dark history did you ask him anything yeah but you know the most of them they don't speak they are they have their stories sometimes and he never spoke he was not a man who speaks about he's the father of your mother or of your my father so did you ask your father what he knows yeah but he was also not a talker you know there's a vi a wail of silence about on our generation would you say it's it's a phenomenon yes and it's um you know there's a very famous uh, pastor in uh, germany he has a great book about the wail of silence and it's like it's it's a spiritual science not to talk about it but this is right now i think a generation a generation not only young people that want to break this silence mm-hmm I, I have a hard question to ask. Mm -hmm. Is it silence because of shame or silence that comes from a place, not specifically in your case, but in general? Desire to overlook. Not to overlook, but we, we regret nothing and they won't understand. Right? It's two, two different kinds of silences. Um, so the first silence, for sure, it's, uh, shame is part of it. Uh -huh. Shame is part of it. And the second silence, I d didn't understand. So, so like much. the generation, they, I guess, of your grandfather, maybe they figured we don't regret our past, but there's no point talking about it because no one can understand us. Because I think it's important to note that regret is a very difficult feeling, I think, to come to terms with. Mm -hmm. 
Like when we do something, Dude, you mean you mean to feel sorry about it? Yeah, because yes. then you how, have to. How I mean, for my grandfather, when I can imagine, how how could they deal? I mean, it's how could they regret for what happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's somehow they. I think it's a cognitive they, dissonance. Uh, it's it's so um, they can regret, and this generation I'm talking about, we regret about it, but not um, we st- don't land in this big gap of regret and and getting depressive because Mm -hmm. we have a faith that says you know i have took you out of the deepest place of your heart like me i think one my depression and my my crash down is because of something also in my dna connected with with my family side with this what what is guilt on our generation yeah there's actually was somehow somehow broken when i came to faith in the living god and he said i pull you out i forgive you it's actually interesting because there's there's actually studies that on the opposite side of the holocaust survivors regarding epigenetics and the kind of transfer of trauma through generations and there have been studies with even with mouse Mm -hmm. to show that if you shock a mouse who and every time he smells cherries Mm -hmm. and you shock him and you shock him and you shock him and then you let that mouse procreate Mm mm-hmm the the uh, children of the mouse will show effects yes. to the scent of cherry without ever having been so shocked. I believe, you know, I was very spiritual before and even now I think that we are humans. We are spirit, soul, body, you know, it's a whole concept yeah. and it affects something. You know what happened? It affect- And I can say for myself and my testimony is I was broke down not only because of this was happened with my family, also because of my own habits or what I did. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Let's make sure they can hear us. Yeah, they can hear us. <laughs> so, but what I'm sure is it was an element of it. This dark episode, this dark episode of my of my life, even 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 the habit or even the dna what i come from my family was yeah. part of the breakdown yeah and when i had this really new life when my faith with god and with this the one who saved me yeah with jesus who saved me i was like there was a forgiveness mm-hmm. possible and i was set free of the Guilt, I could not, I, I cannot deal with it. Yeah. Because it's too huge. But this set me free on a path of doing okay. Of purpose. I, I, so, and I love this man. And what can I do for you now? This man being Jesus. Yes. So I want to talk about that. I don't want to, I don't want you to think that we're kind of avoiding that subject because it's, it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a huge part of your life right now. And I want to discuss it. Um, even though I think obviously we have a, different outlook on it maybe we're you know <laughs> it's i don't know okay. where noor stands but you know i'm not i'm not an atheist but you know but i it would i really i do want to discuss it but before we move on to that and then mm-hmm. also what you're doing today yes uh, which i think is incredible um i do want to talk about the, the your grandfather a little bit more sure maybe maybe a couple more Go, questions yeah yeah Go for if it. you researched you know if you yeah. googled him i googled basically. i googled i looked for him i looked where he was you know there's and through this um through this community and this church in germany they experienced this they had um a lot of informations where you can look for the grandfathers where they served in the army da, da, da. i did a lot of work 
but I really got no, I, I, got I no hardly answers. got no answers. So to this day, you, you don't know. I don't know exactly what he did, how he did. I just, no. And how, I, how, how curious would you say you are and how much are you saying, okay, it's fine. I don't need to know. Um, I was at the beginning very much pressing into it. But when I, when, when I did not getting something, I had to say, okay. I have to to move. Yeah. And yeah. so what what should I do now? And then the whole thing with uh with with Israel getting open, you know, and it was it was putting my attention away from the Holocaust to uh the, to to a future. So mm-hmm. what I should do with what I, and I had the feeling the shock and the brokenness I felt because of of that. I had the feeling even for my father um sometimes when he was speaking a little bit about um, black people, you know, this anti-Semitic, um, racist kind of some um, DNA, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, he was not a racist and every, no, he, he was listening to black music and stuff, ah, but yeah. you know, but there's some, some smell in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and when I was broken about this and, and sad about this, I had the feeling, okay, I have, I, I have enough information in my heart to now go and see what's in the future, what I can do different. So one one more question. Okay. I wonder yeah, if because yeah. you speak about the DNA and about mm-hmm. the, the kind of the the way your father is the way you saw it kind of manifest within your father. Mm-hmm. Do do you do you feel like you inherited anything that maybe today obvi- obviously doesn't seem to be there at all? But I'm saying, do you feel like in your childhood maybe there was some kind of of that whatever you um, described earlier that you had some kind of outlook that was? I think, I think not. I cannot, I mean, we have all to be um, very sensitive what we feel, even today when, you know, when Arabs here making trouble to Israel, I have to be careful that I don't blame any every Arab for being bad yeah. to Israel. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I can be also extreme about, about this. So, but, but what I, no, what I'm saying is, I, it's clear to me that now you obviously don't really mm-hmm. espouse any of those feelings it seems to me i mean we haven't talked for long but it seems to me like you clearly don't espouse any of those feelings right now but i'm wondering if part of the journey was kind of uh, recognizing those emotions that you had or those feelings or opinions that you had or if that wasn't really so much of not so much okay um so so let's discuss a little bit about kind of the the your Mm -hmm. this discovery this religious discovery and the decision to move here Mm -hmm. to israel Mm mm-hmm um, By the way, I have maybe an answer because yeah. it's not so much the DNA in myself. Because in the Tenach is yeah. written that God is um, taking the f- till to the fourth generation the guilt of the nations on it. That's interesting. And I'm the fourth generation, so if something has happened with the fourth generation that is getting released of something bigger. There's even uh, <laughs> there's also like concepts like the collective subconscious from Carl Jung yeah. that kind of so it's, it's a, there's there's it's it's something. like these common I'm things that almost guys you see to what's going on in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me. Um, but, in, uh, but yeah, it's also the epigenetic ep- epigenetics. So it seems like there's some kind of truth here because yeah. everybody's coming at it from you different see? angles. But uh but it's interesting. Yeah. But so you discovered, as you put it, discovered Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe tell us a little bit more. Because many what that... people discovered Jesus. Many people fall yeah. in love with the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Many people, you know, fall in love with the Jews even. Mm-hmm. But not so many people decide to move here. And not only did you decide to move here, you decided to 
combine your life mm -hmm. with the lives of the Holocaust mm -hmm. survivors. Mm -hmm. So how did that come to be? First of all, I think I'm just a pioneer and there will be coming more people like this. <laughs> You're paving the way yeah. for Maybe, others. yes. With uh, there's some, there is a move. There's something going on in the community of the Christians who are really discovering the love for Israel, the love for, for that, and investing themselves. And you know, I can say, without lifting me up, I, my deep brokenness and my deep release made me like, now I'm 28. Bring me wherever you want. This is just an. <laughs> do it mm -hmm. and it and i can i'm sitting here as a testimony he did it he brought me to something that he really loves the jewish people his people his city his land and he gave me this heart you know it's funny because when you say that it's like i feel like goosebumps and i i don't i have to say i hope this isn't too blunt but i don't no. believe in you know in in the in the same beliefs but it still gives me yeah. But I think because it connects with a, 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 the way I see it is that you took responsibility over yes. your own life and you yes. did something beautiful by yes. coming here and trying to yes. take responsibility and help. And I don't and see I think contradiction between. Yeah, I know. It's not contradicting, but, uh, I think. But it's funny that. But OK, so tell us a bit about what you do here, because I think that's incredible. So but with this, I have to talk about my wife because yes. we are like joined together. Cecilia. How did you meet? Um, I met her in a prayer room, in a Christian prayer room, and I was like singing guitar, and I opened my eyes. And Did you like, sing the song Cecilia no. by Paul Simon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> but I opened my eyes, and there she was, and uh, it, it's a journey. And um, It's incredible. Yeah, and she comes from a other background. She comes from a social working background in the field of... Um, in English, it's not so easy. Of um, pro, um, of education to prevent anti-Semitism and to teach about Holocaust to the younger generation. In Germany. In Germany, that's her background. It's an occupation. It's an it it's a it's it's a social worker studying, you know. Really? And um, so she yeah she, she also working in this field. Is she also like a, a devout Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does yeah. she also come from a family with a history? Yes, of course. She hasn't. This could be. Maybe you can invite her. Yes. Because it's another. It's another big story. But when we brought, when we came together, her heart was really more aware of the Holocaust, of the tragedy, of the Christian guilt in the Holocaust. We have to understand when we speak about Christianity, it's a, it's a, it's a history combined with the holocaust because the christians were guilty as you know you, you cannot yeah? and she is very aware of this and then she found out after when we were married that there are still holocaust survivors living in israel and this was like for her like Wah. she didn't realize it i don't like uh, before i don't know i think she didn't realize and then you know Things getting really practical. There was a humanitarian aid organization who wanted to, um, who was looking for a couple who takes care in Israel, you know, for Holocaust. It was meant to be. We get an application. Long story short, we were, we were, we were brought here. Wow. 
And I have to, I have to, I have two questions and they're mm-hmm. all over the place. So I'm going to ask one first and then hopefully we'll have time afterwards. But yeah. do you find that this is mostly a Christian endeavor? The kind of, uh, I don't want to call it reparation, but like the, the, this movement of Germans to kind of come here and help Holocaust survivors or this connection between the strong connection between German, actual German individuals and Israel. Is that mostly a, devout christian thing or are there also secular germans i think there's both way you Mm -hmm. know because you know some people have a human conscience conscience in english yes and they are knowing that this was the darkest history and they are feel responsible for it with the christians it's it's even it's it's that and it's now the the vision of what's what we are doing it's the putting in what we see in the in the Tenach. It's, it's give, fulfilling a prophecy. Yes, yeah. fulfilling it. I I also want to ask. So, you come here. Uh, do you want to? No, no, no. So you come here for the first time. Mm-hmm. How did it feel? I have to remember, but it was um, our honeymoon. We did our honeymoon here. <laughs> oh, wow, what what a what a weird honeymoon. <laughs> what? What? No, it's just because you know it's like no, with all it the was, history and everything. It like was. Now to... I don't know. It was. I I know if this. You know, we were here because we we were interested in in Israel and all of this, yeah, yeah, not yeah. because of now we have to work with no, Holocaust. It's, a, it's it actually was, a beautiful it thing. Was just, after. Yeah. So and 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 you meet Holocaust survivors for and not the first in this time. time. Not at this. Not at our honeymoon. Ah, okay. So. You came for the honeymoon. And then you came back, and then you came yes. to do the. Uh-huh. But still, what was it? What was that feeling? First I mean, time guys, it, here? it was a journey of a few years uh-huh. to to all this development. I see. It's okay. a it's a it's a little life way. It's not deciding going. It's like mm-hmm. we went our honeymoon. Process. We did our holidays. We met. We got in uh, friends. Then f- Israelis came to us mm-hmm. to Germany. We're speaking about the country, encouraging us to come. You know, inviting us. So it, it's it's really a path. Mm-hmm. So you know, John. It's so so here you now you're here mm-hmm. and you're working with Holocaust survivors. How exactly? What are you? What is the day to day? We are with a humanitarian organization and we're having different projects. And the most project Cecilia and me are involved is called Shalom Houses. That's where we invite um, a busload of survivors from 15, sometimes 30, sometimes 40 survivors to a, to a house we, we rent as the organization to have with them dinner, time of uh, re, um, relationship, time of singing, bringing them out of their daily mundane loneliness mm-hmm. and just give them a time of um fellowship of time of uh, companionship yes. sometimes you go off for, for a trip you know yeah. and now in when the spring is we're planning boat ride on the kinneret we did in sichron yakov we went to the museum and then we go, went to a musician at home and he made a private concert and now they're 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 aware of kind of the makeup of the organization of like the fact that you guys are germans i mean and- yeah and this, how is their reaction to that? Do you do I, they express any? I tell you, Cecilia and me never faced any um, rejection. Really, never. That's actually it's surprising to me. Yeah, yes. because some survivors still are have hard. issues. Yes, yes. but yes. I see them the more in the back than of this group, 
and they coming to the front more and more. Uh-huh. I tell you, I I was the first time when I was here in Israel and I, and I said, man, I cannot speak Russian because they are all Russian speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot speak Hebrew. How can I surf? You know, as you know, I want to surf them. None of them are German speaking. Few. Ah. Yiddish some, okay. so we could understand Yiddish. But you know, I was really troubled how I can what communication. I, what I, how can I communicate? And I had a little voice in my heart. I believe it was God. He said, "Alex, you can drink coffee. You drink. You can eat cake. Maybe you can music. Hu- you can hug them. You can kiss them and be grandson mm-hmm. for what they never experienced because their family are wiped out. You can be the one." Be grandson. And music. Music also music. is a big part of it. Sure. But you understand yeah, what yeah, in yeah, which yeah, level yeah. I we were called to it. We and the the part was this is I love I loved my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I was raised up as a little child with this grandfather and this grandmother. I had have the story. So isn't isn't it a, a sign of restoration that now because I have this love for this normal love for all elderly people now i can't just be hugging them and loving on them and just be natural and they and last time a survivor said sasha because i'm sasha not alexander because mm-hmm. the right sasha you are my you are my fnook you're my grandson And then said, okay, you are my babushka number 34. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's just, it's so natural. It really is. And I hate to to put a damper on it. And I hate to wax psychological. But I wonder if there's, uh, if one, you've ever thought of it, and if there's maybe any truth to it, that you speak about the fact that you love your grandfather. And then maybe you, in a way, you were kind of like in these, you you spoke about you kind of being their grandson. Maybe there's something there about kind of finding a replacement because you were so disappointed in the truth about him that now you, you want to. I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't know. But I can say it, for me, it comes out of a natural heart. I was working in Dresden the last years with elderly people. I was a physiotherapist in an elderly residence. So there I discovered I like to work with elderly people. And so I realized, okay, I was raised up at my grandfather's place and maybe it's that. So I was working in Germany three years with elderly people. And here again. So I, I, don't, I don't think it's like, you know, I have to do some, you know, like replacement thing. It, mm-hmm. And it's it's natural. It's really. Did did you meet um, plenty of young Germans? Because I I see them, mm-hmm. especially in the in the spring in the summer. I see many young Germans who come here, and I actually spoke with with quite a few who fell completely in love with Israel. And I mean, is it a phenomenon outside of a Christian thing, like mm-hmm. general? phenomenon mm-hmm. in your opinion how do you explain it and how do you see it it's it's a wonder how can we having this after 70 years what happened in this in our world it's just that it, it's a wonder it's i have no words i cannot really explain it it's just it's um, like the past binds us together in such a unique yes 
way, right? Fucked up way. I wrote a lyric. I wrote a. I wrote a lyric because I'm doing German rap. Uh huh. So oh, I wrote. Cool. I wrote a lyric. The worst enemy became the best friends. Uh huh. So it's like, and it's not by us. So something is between us that it's bigger than us. Do you? Would you say? Sorry. Would you say? the young generation like of 20 something 30 something germans like they have a, i would i don't know an unsettled debt with themselves with their past like are, are they are they searching for clemency or whatever by coming here doing things Good. Just by coming here, just mm-hmm. by coming here, it's more than clem- it's redemption, redemption, yeah. or or dealing with the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we speak. I cannot speak for every individual. Sure, everyone has his own f- individual family DNA. <laughs> what I what I said before, I think there is now the generation who is really coming out of this depression and and big guilt. Not because we are now saying, oh, forget it. No, we remember. But it's not this um, heaviness. And uh, there's many things, I think, what happened. But um, what I said, the third and fourth generation, it's biblical that they're coming out of some depression. So so I, I, it's funny that you mentioned the fourth generations because I do have some kind of like, uh, I'm not sure even if this is accurate, but I have some, I used to be like a, a uh, yeshiva kid i mm-hmm. used to study and, mm-hmm. and be religious and, mm-hmm. and I, rem- I have a memory of something uh about um seeking redemption mm-hmm. in, in jewish law about how you're supposed to ask for forgiveness three times because the f- first time mm-hmm. the person's still upset and the mm-hmm. second time they're still upset but the wow. third time they're expected to get over wow. that and wow. it kind of fits with the fourth generation the first wow. generation wow. is the one that committed it the mm-hmm. second is the first time you ask for forgiveness the, wow. the third and then the Last one is kind of the time that generations are expected to give that forgiveness. And I really feel like, I feel like I give a dval Torah, like a... It's amazing. Like I, a, li- I like, like a, it. <laughs> I get goosebumps now. So I feel, like, I feel like there is, but there is still, I feel, still in me, mm-hmm. a certain level of uh, skepticism mm-hmm. about you, like, I feel like are very genuine and... But I still, I still am a bit skeptical about the German people, and I wonder whether or not. And I know this is kind of, it's almost kind of like continuing the prejudice that led to this situation in the first place, because they assume things about Jews just by nature of them being Jews. Mm-hmm. And now assumed I'm a, assumed. Past. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm assuming maybe something about Germans just by the fact that they're being that of them being German. But I wonder if you think that there is something in the German DNA. That has yet to be addressed. This whale of silence you're talking about. That's, mm-hmm. And I think this is what Noel was getting at at the beginning. Yeah. That that still exists. And that that silence isn't necessarily out of shame. But just out of kind of let's let the thing pass. And then maybe it it's going to come up again. If you, if, you, if you feel like that's actually, you know, a problem that exists in German society. Maybe in your childhood you felt it from other kids. If... If there's something there that's like, I don't know. I lost a little bit your Torah yeah, lessons, <laughs> but um, um, as I understood, you you think that there could it be happen again? Is this in the a essence? way? I guess. In, in okay, a... we're talking about um, the thing 
what is rising up right now in in Germany again anti-semitism very much for yeah. example we are yeah. we are in <laughs> this is not only a problem in Germany you know we're talking about this anti-semitism thing it's it's it can be everywhere because now what you see in Germany from one hand you have millions of of Muslims yes who came in yes. sad circumstances mm -hmm. as a Christian you you know Christianity would tell you embrace them but many of them don't like Jews yes and then you have Germans who do not like the immigrants but in, and and some of them are also anti-semitic then you have the Jews who suffer from both ways and then you have the Germans who say let's okay. so it's so complicated yes it is can history repeat itself I think is is a question worth asking so I can for my yeah we don't <laughs> expect you to I have can, the answer <laughs> no but what I can give for an answer what I felt called to now in the last two years because we were three years here working with the survivors felt connected with this land with this with the Israel people I went back to Germany for two years and was speaking exactly what you're talking about I was speaking for Israel I was speaking for the Jewish people I wanted to wake up the Christians who are still blind for Israel embracing the with Christian doctrines the enemy of Israel and don't know what they're doing and not everyone is but you know it's complicated Because not every one of the immigrant of people... Course. You cannot know no, what they think. They are people in need. But between them, there, are, there is a problem. Yeah. You know, and we had bus bombings in Germany. We had uh, killers on, on the Christmas markets. You know, we had, we had this. Of course. So what does it say? It says, and for me, it was like, we have to gather the people who have a mind for Israel, who have a heart for Israel, Bind them, connect them, making, build them up, making them strong, focusing them and encourage them for investing themselves in this and not in this, in, in Israel. You know, this was my calling because other thing is too big. I cannot change the... So I, I have to say, I think that, I think it's, I think first of all, what you're doing is beautiful. And I think it's important to look to the future. But I think that a real and i think you're doing this too but i think that and your wife is doing it mm -hmm. but i think that that is almost as important if not almost even more and i don't think it's dwelling on the past i know that you described it before as kind of falling into this deep dark place where we dwell on kind of the sins of our past and i don't see it that way and i think going back again to jewish tradition about redemption mm -hmm. is first you have to admit the wrong and first not there you needs personally to, not you yeah yeah i, I hope you I, don't I, take, no, no, I but i think the you. german the german state the german nation needs to learn its past and internalize it mm -hmm. and say we did this come face to face with it and then you can really not only we did this but the the, the emphasis is on we not them yes It's we, mm -hmm. because you cannot, uh, in my opinion, you know, cultures don't change. Um, you know, um, I don't know, my, a mindset of people don't change over several centuries. The people and the culture and the, like, you know, because Germans today say, oh, it was somebody else. Yes. You know, it's not me, but... 
but I hope this doesn't come across. Like, I don't want you to feel like we're preaching at you. I mean, no, I've, no, I've, I look at you and I see exactly what I would like to be expressed hope. in Germany. And, I, and, and I tell you, there are some. Yeah. It's a remnant. Mm-hmm. It's not the state. It's not from a political. It, this heart, what we feel here between us, there are a remnant in Germany. Mm-hmm. And not only in Germany, in I believe in every nation. Mm-hmm. But what does the Tanakh says? Every nation will also turn their face against Israel. But also in every nation, there is a remnant. And we believe, we want to train that the remnant makes the difference at the end. So you're optimistic. I I have an optimistic God. He ha- he rules everything and it's your God. Fair enough. So yes. he has watched over this and he's in control of everything. And, I, and to continue with the with the optimistic note, do you see Israel by now as your home? I thought you were going to continue with the optimism because that would have been crazy breakthrough because he's never optimistic no i'm actually quite pessimistic he's quite a dark person (laughs) (laughs) but uh, do you see israel as your home by now um do you feel at home and do you see your future here well um you know there it's an i i don't i don't really know because I'm so in the here and now, I don't know what's in two years because so many things are dependent on many things. So right now, do you feel at home here? Um, or there in Tiberians? I mean, we are still coming to our daily life, mundane. We have no daily life. It's, I, I don't know where, I, but the point is I don't feel at home in Germany neither. I see. I'm, I, see. I, I think I'm, I'm like a... A nomad, maybe. Or Abraham, you know, like a yeah. little walking or being on the way. I'm on the way right now. And, you know, our, our wedding wedding sentence, you know, from Cecilia and me. And I, I told to her, you know what you're choosing now. You know, for wedding, you have a, we have, you have a verse of the Bible you choose. And this mm-hmm. just, you know, follows your life. And it's from the um, Song of Songs. It's, um, draw me after you and I will run. So and I said to you, you know what you what you're choosing is um, we are on the way then, honey. We go the way, you know, and we will go wherever he leads us. And and now we are on the way, and now we are here, and we are in the right place right now. It's important to say that, by the way, for our listeners, that um, Alex hasn't been here for a week or two weeks. He spent two and a half years in Zichoniako doing years volunteering, and now two years in Tiberia. No, two years in Germany and now since September again in Tveria. Yeah, so you've been doing this for a while. Mm. <laughs> okay, Alex. Sorry. Thank you so much for coming. We from the north. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. The thank effort. you. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. And uh, for German listeners, maybe want to look at the organization. Yeah. What's it called? Um, back to Zion. Back to Zion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to plug before we close? Yeah. Um, read the Bible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I plug plugged the, the Bible. You're, yeah. You're the first <laughs> guest that's maybe plugged the Bible. <laughs> plugged the Bible. And yeah, I just want to mention, um, because the inspiring verse of the Tenak was, um, where Yeshayahu says, comfort, comfort my people. It's a calling 
to the nations. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's a remnant coming who wants to comfort the survivors and speak to the heart of to Jerusalem good things. And being a comforter to Zion and saying, we are standing with you and we are here to protect you and with our being, being here, doing it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, before we go, we have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Yep. Uh, JewishJournal.com, guys. Check it out. They have uh, great articles. Uh, it's a news website uh, based in L.A. They have good podcasts. Uh, they have podcasts. They have columns. So check them out. JewishJournal.com. And we accept donations. Donations. Uh, basically, we do this on our free time, guys. So if you want to throw a few shekels, no schmeckles. Don't throw any schmeckles. <laughs> if you want to throw a few shekels our way, uh, 2njb.com slash donate and that is it great our first live wow. first live episode it went yeah, well it I went think. well yeah we're, we're, we did it your <laughs> friends commented and said beautiful things also oh so uh, really because yeah. I was going to say I have a feeling that we're about to find yeah. out that none of this actually happened <laughs> luckily, luckily we will see Alex's friends came to our aid so thank you so much you're welcome thank you thank you for Bye. inviting me thanks guys